Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Dub, James, and Tyler. Welcome into the Dynasty App Hour. That is correct. You are not listening to Doug. You are listening to me, Tyler Gunther, and I'm here with James. And James, it is an exciting time. We were counting down last night. Hey, we got 11 weeks of football, and that means we should start our division previews. And that is what we are going to do today without Doug. We asked Doug, hey, what division don't you want to really talk about? And we were shocked. The AFC South which I think is a fun division for Dynasty to talk about. And uh, what about you? Yeah, I, I think there's some nice pieces in there that are going to transition over the years and and really gain some value. So I'm excited to talk tonight. Yes. And uh, before I say, you know, how are you and what are you doing? You know, you got your Scott Fishbowl shirt on. That Ooh, is yeah. awesome. I do want to talk to everybody about Underdog. Underdog, the best balls have started. I need to jump into some best balls because you know what? That is one of my favorite things to do in kind of the off season to stay with the ADP of things and all that stuff you need to keep on figuring out throughout the season. And the best balls are a great way to do it. Uh, Jump on in James, myself and Doug will be involved in a bunch of best balls this year. We will get you guys in some best balls that we are in. And if you use code DHH, that will match up to a hundred dollars of your entry fee. That is right. $100. You put in $100, you get $100 back. That's always nice. Free money. So why don't you jump in, get some free money, use code DHH, and join us for some best balls this offseason. And uh, James, let's talk about us. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Excited that uh, summer officially started. Um, It's hot as hell out here in South Jersey. And uh, I'm ready to get divisional on it. Yeah, it's uh, it finally rained after I think about four months. It felt like we finally <laughs> got rain. Yeah, it's been dry. I haven't had to mow my lawn because I'm afraid that if I do, it's just going to evaporate and just become dirt. So I have not mowed. I uh, I've had some eye issues. That's why if you are on YouTube, like and subscribe, uh, you see sunglasses on top of my head. That is because uh, light is bright in my left eye. And it sucks. It's like when a kid puts a flashlight in your eye and you have to open it for like 10 seconds and then you move it away. That's kind of what I'm seeing out of my left eye. sounds more like a a DUI check. Um, Yeah. And I don't know if those glasses on your head really are a prescription. Let's get a look. No, they are not. Oh, okay. They are not. uh, But they are awesome. I I feel great and slick wearing them. Like like I said, once again, go on YouTube.com slash DHH and uh go check your go check it out and then subscribe hit the little bell you know you know what everybody talks to you about when you're on these things but let's go right into the news not really much i mean but no. we're really digging deep and uh tyree kill um you know the assault that happened on the beach the pier apparently he uh he was he hit somebody. I, I don't know what exactly happened, but all charges were dropped. You know what? When it's Tyreek Hill and the guy's like, hey, I, I can press charges. You, you can figure that one out away from court. So 
Yeah, apparently um, it the argument did turn physical, and the employee said was he was slapped on the neck by an unidentified person. Um, this person was presumed to be Tyreek Hill, and at first they weren't going to press charges, but now that they realize that, I guess they talked to a couple lawyers, they are looking to press charges. That was the most recent news that came out, and of course the NFL is going to do their due diligence on it as well. Definitely tempers uh, expectations for Tyree Kill going into the offs into training camp. Uh yeah, getting slapped on the back or neck is uh is kind of shocking. It's happened to me. It was actually the night I met my wife. Her ex boyfriend or somebody slapped me in the back and goes, "Oh my bad." When I was talking to her and her cousins and stuff. So yeah, oh, that... he gave you the the hey, I'm watching you there, son. No, it was Look. they were friend like it was they were friends, but he liked her and uh she liked me and yeah, it, it was a mess. I had no idea, but I can see where the tempers can flare because when that happened to me, I was not a happy person. <laughs> I was <laughs> yeah, we'll just stop there. But oh, yeah. uh next part of the news is uh Adam Scheffler believes Sam Darnold has the edge into camp over Trey Lance. I'm done. Like I'm done with this. Like I, I love I'm totally off San Francisco completely. now. I still think, I still think he's a very good prospect for a quarterback. I think given the right opportunity and the comfort of knowing you have a job, you know, l- let's look back at Tua when Mike McDaniel pretty much told Tua like, Hey, you want to let's go over things. And Tua admitted, Hey, it's nice to feel wanted. I feel so bad for Trey Lance. It's Purdy. Who cares once Purdy's healthy? He's got the job. Trey Lance will probably be on a different team, either mid-season or end of season. They'll they'll trade him. But it, it's sad. It, it's super sad. Kyle Shanahan, you have three quarterbacks, but do you actually? The whole reason why you drafted Trey Lance over uh, Mac Jones is because you needed that it factor, the running ability with the big arm that you saw Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes have. That's the whole reason why everybody talked about him over Mac Jones. And yet you went with Purdy, who is Jimmy Garoppolo, a little plus because he's got better decision making. We think we don't know. And youth. So uh, Shanahan, you're going to be stuck in this position where you got this this quarterback that isn't going to boost you to the next level. And uh, that's on you. You didn't, you know, put your faith in Trey Lance. Well, how do you, how do you feel about Trey Lance? Are you as done with it as I am? I'm just done. I'm I'm holding all of my shares until he gets traded, and then I uh, I depending on the landing spot and situation, um, I will then start to offload some of my shares of Trey Lance. I you really can't do anything with it now. You you're stuck. No one wants to buy unless you know you're going to lose terrible value because you did pay uh, a top three first round pick in in a super flex league so i'm um, trade yeah. him for you know trade trevor lawrence for trey lance like an idiot yeah yeah you know some, something along those lines you know i don't know who the hell did that they're, they're <laughs> dumb um but Dang, the, the resurrection Dang. of sam darnold isn't going to happen in san francisco uh if anything he is a a backup situation um and hey if, if you have brock purdy on your team and you didn't sell this looks good going into uh, the 23 season with him leading the pack, not even able to play yet. So yeah, hundred, hundred percent. If you got Purdy, I would expect you to have a fringe, like a fringe top quarterback two in dynasty. That's where I'd probably play some That's quarterback ceiling. 15, yeah. 14. Um, 
going on to the next part of news, the Rams signed running back Sony Michelle, formerly of the Chargers, to one-year contract. I uh, I'm not too worried about it. Sony Michelle. I feel like has aged out four years ago. <laughs> so, uh, and I mean, he was still in his rookie. I contract. think he aged yeah. out. Yeah. And this in his sophomore season in new England. I yeah. Mean, I mean, to age he, out. they want him to be more than he was in Georgia. So he gained some weight and that didn't, he didn't, the weight didn't fit him well and he wasn't as explosive. And then he became like a grinder, like a old Melvin Gordon style. It was, it was an awkward career for Sony Michelle. I felt. Yeah, I, I think they bring him in here as a depth piece and nothing more, nothing less. Um, but it does spell worry for Kyron Williams and Zach Evans. I hear a lot of that going around right now that they bring in this veteran that is familiar with the system, actually was on the Super Bowl team and, uh, you know, is good friends with with Coach, Coach McShay, McVay. Sorry. Um, and then Kyron Williams, you know, he might be the odd man out. Zach Evans a little bit more uh, beef to him. But I guess we'll see. Pausing on those players, not trying to acquire, not trying to move right now. Maybe Kyron Williams, if you can get anything for him. He was my uh, sixth round uh, wish last yeah, year. <laughs> and, and Zach Evans is everybody's this year wish. Uh, going to the yeah. chat, Jamie Perog. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Said, didn't the 49ers coach say that Darnold was the best quarterback in team history, better than Montana and Young? No, that was an actual beat reporter, I think, that has been, you know, a beat for the team for a while. I know it wasn't the head coach. It might have been, uh, it was a, a reporter or somebody that's been with the team for a long period of time that said he's the best thrower of the ball, which, I mean, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Darnold has a good arm. Mm-hmm. Nobody's denying that. It's the mental part that we were always worried about with Darnold. And uh, we all saw that happen with the Jets. I was a big Darnold fan. And uh, yeah, we all know where that went. There was a lot of people that liked him. I liked him. I drafted him. Yes, sir. But all right, let's get into division previews. But first, let's talk about Trophy Smack. A great way to upgrade your fantasy league. It doesn't matter what league you're in. Baseball's hit the halfway point, I think. I'm not sure. There's like a yeah, thousand something games. like that. So uh, baseball, who knows what's going on there? If you're playing fantasy baseball, you know, God bless you. The fact that you've got to submit a lineup every single day, even though it's a weekly matchup, every single day you got to check it. Waivers. Oh, my God. It's such a pain in the butt. I it's never brutal. played fantasy baseball, and maybe that was the reason why. I'm always a fan of the thought. Cause I was a baseball fan growing up and then just it hit week two and I'm exhausted, mentally drained, yeah. but you know what? Uh, a thing that could make the league better and for you to want to participate more is a trophy. Go get that trophy from trophy smack use code DHH ring and get yourself a free ring with a trophy or a belt. The belt is great. Doug is coming to Minnesota in July. I get to hand him the belt personally. And you know what? He's going to probably feel like a king, probably wear it the whole time he's here. And mm-hmm. uh, it's going to annoy me because, you know, I had it for half. We split the championship this year with the whole Hamlin, Tamar Hamlin thing, which uh, which I was fine with. But he gets the belt. And you know what? The best part is, is it is something you want. Like, I know James is in the same league with this belt. James probably wants a part of this belt. He wants. Oh, his yeah. Name he's bringing it back to the belt. East Coast so he could just easily deliver it to me. Next I mean, year. that That's would help me is. as a commish. That's perfect. <laughs> Save him I'm shipping not, fees. Right? I'm not going to allow it because that belt <laughs> is coming back home where it belongs. And yes, this is where you guys need to be. 
with a trophy in your league because look at us like we are arguing over a trophy and that is what fantasy football is about it's not about the money it is about the championships and trophy rights yes bragging rights and championship and championships and trophy smack can help you with that once again code dhh ring for that free ring at checkout all right james here we go we're going to division previews and this is how we're going to do it this year i love the setup um Shout out to Cecil Lammy and Sigmund Bloom. They do the audible previews. And um, I'm going to kind of go along with that route. They don't do the draft class and all that stuff, but I'm going to do that. Uh, we're going to go over a little bit of the depth chart and uh, talk about the AFC South. So here we go. Wheels up. Let's we're going Jags. We're going Jags first. So Jacksonville, their head coach. We all know it's Doug Peterson, their offensive coordinator, Press Taylor. I don't know who that is, but. Uh, <laughs> Mike Caldwell, defensive coordinator. And uh, let's go over the team. They got Kelvin Ridley, newly acquired from last season, off the suspension. They've got Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, that Jamal Agnew, Kevin Austin, Tim Jones at receiver. Uh, they got tight end Evan Ingram, your boy, your bold prediction. Brendan Strange, who is a draft pick, uh, Luke Farrell. Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, CJ Beathard backup, Travis Etienne at running back, and Tank Bigsby newly acquired with Jamal Hasty in the back. And Deion Johnson, you know, Snoop Connor, where is Rest he? Rest in peace. I don't know where he is. Rest in peace. But that is the depth chart. Let's go over their draft class real quick. They took an offensive tackle from Houston. Uh, Henderson, or I think it's Henderson. Hold on. My page is going very slow, so oh. give me a second. Uh, but they took a tackle because they had, what was it, Cam Robinson get uh, suspended for the first four or six games, I think. So they took Anton Harrison, Brenton Strange in the second round, Tank Bigsby in the third. Um, they took a linebacker for Florida in the fourth. Let me see if there's any other. Wide receiver Parker Washington, who I'm actually a fan of of Penn State second or uh, sixth round pick eight and it looks like that is it for the offensive players give me your feel of Jacksonville after you know the whole fall Trevor Lawrence's rookie year with the head coach scandal then they bring in Doug Peterson and he does wonders I mean it seems like the whole team is on a new level they hit that next level um, I'm loving the hype around this franchise coming off the positive playoff season. Um, and Doug Peterson really seems to have turned this franchise around, which in turn for fantasy and this in, in particularly dynasty, we are happy about because there's a lot of young players on this team. Um, of course, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he's sitting at dynasty QB eight right now. We saw his confidence shift after the bye week in week 10 last year. He finished as QB eight and after some digging, Tyler, I am all over this. I am glad that I made the moves in the off season to go and acquire Trevor Lawrence because he's turning into that dynasty darling that we hoped he would be when he got drafted uh, first overall, just at, just as an, uh, as a little insight on how much better he was in Doug Peterson's system. I'll read these stats off. His interceptions dropped by a full 50%. They went from 2.8 to 1.4 per game. Now that's 17 in 2021 and then eight 
last year in 2022. He finished with over 4,100 passing yards last year and more than doubled his passing touchdowns from 12 to 25. His sack percentage went down, better decision-making. I mean, all around, I am looking forward to him moving in the right direction for all my shares of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Trevor Lawrence. And uh, as you can tell, I wish I had him in one of the leagues where I... (laughs) You know, traded him for Trey Lance, as we talked about. Uh, I this team, I think, is going to definitely make a step forward as well. We saw in the playoff game, Trevor Lawrence uh, come back and defeat the Chargers because you know Chargers are going to Charger, but Trevor Lawrence winning a playoff game, I think, will boost his confidence. My question is, will he be in the top five? Kind of where Joe Burrow is. Can he take that next step? Where Burrow is in in Dynasty? Hmm. I mean, that all depends on the other players around him. You know, he's sitting currently at, at QB eight. We have Justin Fields, who we will talk to about eventually. That should take a step in the right direction. We have Lamar Jackson just dwindling there at QB six. And then Justin Herbert, of course, that just got a brand new weapon in Quentin Johnston. I hope that Trevor Lawrence with this system and the weapons around him, especially Calvin Ridley, you know, there was so many times last year where He just needed that extra X factor on the field. And I think Calvin Ridley really does bring that. It opens up the offense a little bit more, and that'll give more room for Evan Ingram underneath, as as well as Travis Etienne to catch a little bit more passes. I think Etienne only had like 30 receptions last year. I, I think that can go up. His touchdowns were only five last year. I think that can go up. And overall, I, I think it moves Trevor Lawrence up into that maybe the five, six range as a dynasty ceiling and and obviously it has to do with those other guys around but um this this offense is poised to have a big year what do you think about tank bigsby i mean i was a massive he's running back four for me in this rookie class massive fan uh i'm actually not big on etienne just because i think he's a big time he's like tony pollard to me big boomer bus guy he needs a big run to be fantasy fantasy relevant uh, what is your feeling with Tank Bigsby and Etienne this offseason? I mean, all the hype is right now with Bigsby. And I mean, there was something that just came up saying that Bigsby uh, can play a major role this year, even though Etienne will still have his part. I think Etienne contain, continues to grind as much as humanly possible. And to make sure that they don't fall apart midway through the season, uh, they have Tank Bigsby there. And I think they can rely on him as a, uh, a fill-in here or there. And they also have Dearness Johnson and Jamichael Hasty, who Jamichael Hasty knows the system. He played in that system last year. Dearness Johnson comes from a similar path where he can handle uh, third down work. He can handle in between the tackles. So I don't know if there's that much room for fantasy production out of Tank Bigsby yet. I think uh, it's going to be like a fool's gold scenario if you go out and try to get him off of this little news snippet or we'll say a smoke signal in the offseason. That's fair. Uh, I honestly could see him having almost a Tyler Algier-ish season, depending on how much of the carries Etienne is giving up. Because I do think this offensive line will be revamped, especially when Cam Robinson comes back and they can move that rookie to guard. And uh, he's he's like a chess piece. He played all five positions in college. He can do everything on the line. So I do just think... To, just to yeah. add to something, like, you know, 
we we say that he's going to have less carries, which is totally understandable. I mean, he took what 75, 79% of the snaps last year. He needs less carries. Yeah, he needs less carries to be more fantasy productive for us. And but I don't think necessarily those carries go to the running backs. I think it's more or less stepping back more in passing. They added Calvin Ridley for a reason. They obviously want to throw the ball. They brought back Evan Ingram. I mean, yeah, he's waiting for a big deal, but I, they I lost think they, Marvin Jones, but they that's lost not Marvin Jones a... for a really good reason. I mean, Zay Jones, they retained for a really good, a good reason. Yeah, he's tw- he's 28 years old and it might be like the, the best dynasty depth piece you can have. Yeah, because some 100%. weeks he can hit that that wide receiver, that low end wide receiver two threshold on your flex spot. And then the other days, you know, you might get lucky. It all depends on matchup, but there's enough to go around in this offense. And we obviously know Trevor Lawrence can throw the ball deep. So, like I said, there's a lot of fantasy fireworks coming out of the Jacksonville this year, and I'm here for it, man. Yeah, I do agree. I think Kelvin Ridley is that X factor they needed. Christian Kirk is in a true one, so I think the volume will go down. Kelvin Ridley, I think, is a easy wide receiver to you know three for your team. And mm-hmm. you're going to feel comfortable with the volume he's going to get and looks his way. It's just, does he still have it after two years away from the game? He I suffered. believe he does because, I mean, yeah, the last, his last full too. season, he finished wide receiver five in 2020 yep. with over 1,300 yards. And that was a team that, you know, was falling apart. Had Julio's probably worst team. Uh, yeah. Who's that? The Falcons. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I, I think he can get it. I, I think it's going to be a fight for some targets, and we'll probably talk about target share um, during the season between these three receivers. But obviously, Calvin Ridley, um, I'm pegging him to be the wide receiver one with Christian Kirk um, coming in number two. But Zay Jones is that wild card that I, I just love late deep. You could pick him up off of waiver wires in some leagues, depending on roster size. Like, yeah. All right. Now, give me a deep sleeper for this team that you're looking forward to either this year or next year that you like to kind of stash on your taxi. Oh man. I I mean, the sleeper would most likely, I don't know if he's a sleeper anymore, but I guess the move would be tank Bigsby to have on my team with the, you know, backing, especially if I have Travis ETN, I'm going to handcuff him with tank Bigsby. Um, If your rookie draft hasn't come along, if you're doing startups, where you know ETN is going into, I believe the the mid second round right now, late second round in startups. I'm okay with grabbing Tank Bigsby further down the line. Uh, I think that's about it, though. I don't want to go all in on these guys, and I don't see too much for the the backup tight ends, uh, even Brenton Strange. Yeah, Brenton Strange is interesting. Uh, super athletic guy. Penn State. They produce a lot of good tight ends. Uh, mine is definitely Parker Washington. I know Jamie in the chat mentioned him, but I was a big fan of his tape. I'm a big fan of the style of play he has. Uh, I think in a couple years he could probably slide into where Zay Jones is, and even Christian Kirk if they don't want to retain him for a salary. But uh, I really like him and the style. He's like Debo in a way. So I do really like Parker Washington for this team if you can pick him up. And, of course, Tank Bigsby if you have Etienne. But right now, time to buy Tank's big, Tank Bigsby because once the season gets rolling, there's an injury that happens. Bigsby's going to be worth a first. Get right him before, before camp because they're going to showcase yes. him and see what he could do in the offseason. 100%. Pre-season. Super, and, and Tank Bigsby was the Debbie darling of, of fantasy because everybody loved him. They're like, oh, is it him? Is it Gibbs? Tank was up there with those players with Bijan because Tank had a heck of a freshman season. Then Auburn shit the bed. 
So it wasn't Tank's fault. Tank is a very talented player. It just depends on how much they use him. All right, let's move right into Tennessee Titans. Man, this team is interesting. They got Mike Vrabel, head coach, Tim Kelly, not Jim Kelly, Tim Kelly at offensive coordinator and Shane Bowen at defensive coordinator. Uh, at quarterback, they got Ryan Tannehill, then the rookie, Will Levis, then right behind him, the rookie from last year, everybody's favorite, Malik Willis. At running back, they got the king, Derrick Henry. They got Tajay Spears. They got Hassan Haskins and Julius Chestnut. At wide receiver, Traylon Burks. Nick Westbrook-Ikine, Kyle Phillips, uh, Racy McGrath, Colton Dowell, who I've snagged up in a couple leagues. Well, he's, a, he's a sleeper. And Chris Moore, the guy that played for Houston, if you don't remember him, and Boston. And at tight end, they have Chig. I mean, Doug. Doug's not even here to talk about Chig. How can we do this? I know. It's depressing. Uh, Trevor Wesco, if you remember him, he was a fourth-round pick, I think, from the Jets a long time ago. And Josh Wiley is a rookie that Doug really likes. So I'll just say, you know, end of the end of the team review um, preview, Doug is a big Josh Wiley believer. He thinks he's a good late stash. So I'll, I'll just give that one to Doug. Um, and going over to the NFL draft, I mean, we kind of mentioned the rookies, so let's just go right into the Tennessee Titans because what what is Tennessee? What are they going to do? Is it Tannehill? They're rebuilding their yeah. offense from this draft. That's, I mean, that's in a nutshell, that's what they really did. They went out and got an offensive lineman. They went out and got a new starting quarterback. They went out and got another running back in Tajay Spears, who I guess we'll talk about in a little bit. And then the other guys, I mean, a little later, they're dart throws in my opinion. But uh, yeah, this offense is is looking to hold on to whatever they had back in uh, a couple of years ago when they were running this division. Except without A.J. Brown. I mean, that's oh, well, that's that's what started the whole thing. Getting rid of A.J. Brown because they didn't want to pay him. They didn't want to pay him. And uh, they drafted a guy with the same pick, pretty much one-for-one swap, Traylon Burks. Now, all reports are he can finally breathe while practicing. And uh, I think that's a big, bigger deal than we think. Uh, Traylon Burks, he had the whole weight issue, whatever it was that was going on. But he fell. I mean, he was wide Mm -hmm. receiver one all last rookie season. Then all of a sudden started falling, falling. And uh, for good reason. There's a lot of good receivers in that class, but the forgotten one, I think the forgotten elite receiver is Traylon Burks. And uh, oh, yeah. say you had a choice between let's go Jordan Addison or Traylon Burks. Who are you taking? Traylon Burks. I agree. I, I mean, Addison is safe and say you have a very comfortable couple of receivers for that big shot, that wide receiver three that can win you weeks. Traylon Burks is a perfect wide receiver three for your fantasy team because he could have four for 40, eh, eight points. Oh, well, but he could also have six for 150 and two and win you that week. That is Traylon Burks. And if he is, you know, if things are correct that are happening that have come out of camp and OTAs, Traylon Burks is, you know, the trajectory is up and he could really, really blast off in this offense. Let's go to the quarterbacks though. Uh, Will Levis. What is your feeling? What, what is he going to start? What is going to happen? I think Ryan Fitzpatrick starts. Uh, they're paying Ryan Fitzpatrick. Too. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tannehill might as well be as old as Ryan Fitzpatrick at this point, right? That's right. Tannehill. Tanny Hill. I think his days are numbered, but uh, I think he does start. 
they're going to pay him that money that they owe him right now. And they're going to make him earn every last penny of it. Um, but Will Levis does possibly the future. If he can re if he can start to read defenses. And I think that's something that he could take away from Tannehill. Tannehill does have a very good um, completion percentage uh, up there and around the seventies when he, w when he hit that QB one range uh, a couple years ago, I believe when the, when the quiet breakout happened, when Arthur Smith was there, um, and if Will Levis can get that experience um, reading defenses, making the right decisions, then yes, he will hit the field probably around the bye, after the bye week. But if he can't, Ryan Fitzpatrick is there no matter what until his Ryan contract. Ryan Tannehill. Is done. You just want Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick on this I just want team. Ryan Fitzpatrick to come back to the Titans. God, who would have thought you come were back to the NFL? Big Ryan Fitzpatrick fan. That that's yeah. something I found out. Uh, no, Will Levis. I think will come in a couple of times throughout the season, like say end of the game they'll you know they need a hail mary they'll throw him in just to chuck the ball and be like see this is what we got in the in the second round we trade up to get him uh but i do think that Tannehill needs to fall hard for will levis to come in and especially if they're going to keep Tannehill at this contract it's showing me that he's the starter and he's also a very sneaky buy low for contending teams especially in super flex yes um, going to the running backs, Derrick Henry's been at it forever. We all are waiting for the wheels to fall off, but it looks like he's getting new tires every year. He's had a couple injuries here and there, but right behind him, we've been waiting for that guy behind him and all things out of camp are Tajay Spears. Is it? He's the real deal. He's got no knee. He's got one knee. That's all. That's all he's got. But guess what? He is showing out in camp and it's a running back. Are you snagging up Tajay Spears where you can before the hype gets out of control. Like oh, what? Yeah. I what grab Tajay right Spears up uh, right now for Tajay 24 second. Cause that's, no, I think the price I, you'd have to give. Yeah. Maybe if it's late, I'd be okay with that. And especially, and if it, it probably is late, if you know, you're, you're the Derek Henry owner, then yeah, I'm definitely paying up a little bit more for Tajay Spears, especially since there was good news coming out of OTAs. He's very versatile. He's got enough size to hang in there, like 5'10", 210. Uh, that's like a J.K. Dobbins type size running back, I guess. Uh, you could vet that on me. You're good at busting my chops for undersizing these guys. But uh, I think you Actually, definitely you oversized Tajay Spears. I think he's oh, yeah? about 204-ish. 204, he lost a little weight since the combine. All right. Well, great handcuff piece for Henry owners and may have standalone value if he can he if he can seal up that pass catching role or their lack of in in that offense but hey you know the titans need extra pieces of offense that are going to create a spark and i think tajay spears could actually do that and work his way into the field derrick henry may not be able to do all of it we say that every year uh and then he eventually does but you know as long as the king's there uh tajay spears i guess is going to be the prince on this offense all right now let's go over chig is he going to be a top, let's go high, top eight tight end. Now, I will say, let's go over this as if Tannehill's the quarterback the whole season. Hmm. If Tannehill's the quarterback all season long, that means we get similar production at a Chig, probably plus because he's familiar with the offense now. Um, I think he's ranked way too low in Dynasty ADP right now at tight end 18. Oh, um, yeah way That's too low. low and and it's an absolute buying uh opportunity right now 
he's going around Cole Komet. Dalton Schultz is ahead of him, and we'll get into Dalton a little bit later. But give me the upside, right? Give me the upside of someone that's already shown what he can do on the field, and that's the biggest part of it. Like if, if he's already established being the starter on that team. We saw him, what he can do. He already flashed as a rookie. He should remain heavily involved in the minimal passing attack that is the Titans, and I would put him as the number two receiver on that team. So I'm okay with the the – hey, if he gets six to seven targets a game, that's gold in tight end land, uh, especially with someone with his physicality. I completely agree, and honestly – Man, tight end 18. That too, makes me way think, too I, low, dude. Uh, so way the thing too, is, Trey McBride is ahead of him. How? The, the thing is, is Dynasty ADP, I feel like in startups, is way off. Because if you try to trade for Chig, you are needing to give up a second. And we're not talking a mid-second. We're talking early second to get Chig. For people who kind of know the trends of what's going on, there's a lot of people that are on Chig, too. And Doug is massively on Chig, and if there's one person I'm going to trust in the tight end landscape, that is definitely Doug, because he, oh, yeah. he knows his tight ends. All right, let's go to a player you are, you know, a, a sleeper player that you are looking to go get. None. None whatsoever really? on this team. I'm Kyle sorry. Phillips. Kyle Phillips. Oh, yeah, I guess you can say Kyle Phillips, but they don't throw enough for me. And will that change if Will Levis is there? I don't think it changes for until Derrick Henry retires. I think they stay feeding Derrick Henry and there's not enough opportunity to go around. So if you don't have that breakout potential to where you could take something to the house or at least catch it and go another 20 to 25 yards, I don't want you on my fantasy team. I don't want to sit there and hope Kyle Phillips turns into something like we sat there and hope so many other players did. They need to change. That's it. Like they need to stop running the ball so much. We get it. You guys succeeded so many years doing that. But guess what? Derrick Henry isn't the 25-year-old, 26-year-old wrecking ball he used to be. And things are changing in the NFL. Defenses can scheme around you just running the ball. There is literally nothing to do with what you've been doing. You need to start passing the ball. And I think that's why they took Levis because, hey, if he can, you know, if he can grow as a passer, they've got something there. But Tannehill, he's fine. And if Tannehill's there, Kyle Phillips, I think, is a very good sleeper piece because he's going to be in the slot. He's going to be running those short routes. Uh, it's him or Chig. And then Burks down the down the sideline deep. You know, those A.J. Brown routes. Those, those crossing play routes. action crossing routes. Yep. So uh, this team, if we, you know, we'll see trends we're, we're talking trends so we'll see as the season starts what this team is doing right away with henry healthy and seeing if they kind of implement the play action a little more because i think that is what they need to do oh tennessee is going to be a very interesting interesting case to me mm. and they it, it all depends like i think they're stuck with variable which variable is a good coach yep. but they're in a weird is it a rebuild they could still contend. Their defense is still old. They don't want to young. commit to the rebuild. That's 100%. the problem. They should just commit to the rebuild. Speaking Sell, of like team. trade Derrick Henry away and commit to the rebuild. Speaking of a team that is in the middle of a rebuild. Oh, that yeah, is the Indianapolis Colts team. <laughs> Indianapolis Colts who we all like. I think the Colts are always one of those teams. that's like, this is it this year. They're actually making the playoffs. Nope. Not this year. 
But guess what? They had a top four pick. And let's talk about their team. Head coach, they got Shane Steichen from Philadelphia, the offensive coordinator. OC, Jim Bob Cooter. Finally, he's back. We can finally talk about Jim Bob Cooter. And defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley, which I think is a great defensive coordinator. Let's go over their depth chart. Anthony Richardson, the rookie, the number four overall pick, the the savior of the young quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson, Gardner Mitchell right behind him. Uh, running back Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, of uh, Evan Hall, rookie fifth round pick, and Jake Funk. Get the funk out of my face. And then we got at wide receiver Michael Pittman, everybody's favorite. Is he or isn't he? Alec Pierce, who I think is a good wide receiver. Isaiah McKenzie, who they got from Buffalo. Josh Downs, rookie third rounder, Austin Doolin, and Michael Strachan who is a big, tall MFer and uh, kind of like a Michael Pittman. So that's why I'd be behind him. And let's not forget signing Rashad Perriman. <laughs> <laughs> Can't forget. And at tight end, they've got the Towers, Jelani Woods, Mo Alley Cox, Kyle Granson right behind him, and rookie Will Mallory, who Doug is also a fan of uh, from the U. Let's talk about some some Colts. Yeah, let's do Give it. Which ones do you want to start with? Let's let's just give me your thoughts. Quarterback, running back, any, anything. Just give me your thoughts. All right. Well, I mean, the first thing that jumps off the page to me is, is how Anthony Richardson's already dynasty QB 12. Like he hasn't taken an NFL snap yet. Yeah, and I get still it. He low was, compared to this season. When I he guess steps so, foot on that field. It's yeah, be maybe. Uh, it could be very interesting on how one if it goes the right way or the wrong way, that's for sure. But he absolutely blew the doors off at the combine four, four, three, 40. He's six foot four, 232 pounds. Like, so that's like physically, I don't know how he ran that fast. He's just one big mountain of a man that can move momentum faster I than feel. lightning, I guess. Centripetal force possibly. Um, but He's got the coach in Shane Steichen That's to help it. him along. And, you know, you look at Hertz, you look at Lamar Jackson, you look at Justin Fields, all these mobile quarterbacks that enter the league, they didn't do great in their first year. So I think there may be a small buying window on Anthony Richardson at the end of the se- at the end of the season, if he did not do well. The naysayers will start coming through. Listen to that echo chamber that's going off on Twitter. About oh well you know he was the next coming of of um he can't what's his throw. name he can't throw yeah, he can't throw he's not accurate he can't read the defense he's not picking up the reads correctly like those are all problems that hurts Lauren uh, L J had and Justin Fields had in their first years playing and their legs helped them we saw the legwork and we will see the legwork if Anthony Richardson starts for this team no matter I think you see it regardless if he starts or not. I mean, he's got Min- you got Minshew Pania behind him that maybe might start a, a, the first couple games, maybe. But I still think Anthony Richardson no, starts start, week one. Yeah, and and Minshew Pania will will always be a pain in your butt uh, and be a backup for you. So, yeah, I I think this is the jump start that this offense needs. I mean, you have Jonathan Taylor. Dynasty running back number three overall. Last year, he was at number one. He's still there. He had a terribly crappy season. I think he ended like running back 40 or something like that. 
Yeah, um, injuries definitely yeah. derailed it. And the offensive line was the it went from one of the best to one yeah. of the worst. And right. it's the highest paid offensive line. They they still got studs on this offensive line. Uh the the rate Remen, the four the German or the the guy they took in the third round last year, I forgot. Uh, I You're asking me, I, I don't yeah. pay attention he's, to that. He's a third lineman. round pick like, and he's actually like a very good offensive lineman in college they took him he got destroyed i mean he was pretty much letting people run through so hopefully year two that changes they still got nelson ryan kelly uh will fries everybody loves fries so hopefully hopefully that can help and they got big tight ends so maybe they go into 12 formation a little more Uh, i can see i can see that a little bit more helping helping out the quarterback doing a lot of play action i mean you have michael pittman who can just sit there almost like a Keenan Allen in the slot and then turn around and create a little bit of separation. He's not the best. He doesn't have breakaway speed, but he will get a lot of those targets. We saw him get 141 last year. I think it goes down a little bit, but I, I, I think, um, I think Jonathan Taylor overall is really my peg for a bounce back kind of season. Yeah. And if he does, you sell him. You oh, sell yeah. him as quick as you can because he's yeah. in a contract year, and we have seen what happens. Michael Pittman Jr., in my my opinion, he's a fake elite receiver. He's a fake number one. He's a perfect number two. He isn't tough enough to win jump balls consistently, and he's not fast enough to beat people deep. He's kind of a tweener. He's Keenan Allen light. That's a perfect explanation of what he is. Yeah. Alec Pierce. I think he is, if you missed out on Christian Watson and you don't want to pay the Christian Watson price, I think Alex Pierce is a perfect yeah, backup for that. He's one of my sleepers, and I was going to try to hold off on him a little bit because I think his he has the most potential to have his value, which is bottom feet or low right now. He's kind forgotten of about. Skyrocket as a as a helpful slot receiver in this, what's hopefully going to be a faster-paced offense with Shane Steichen at the helm. And going back to Anthony Richardson, the nice part is, is I think he's guaranteed three seasons of try. Like he's going to have three seasons. And after that third season, they're going to be like, okay, the fifth year option, we won't pick up or we will pick up. But after that third year, like you're going to have three years of up and down. And I think personally, the quarterbacks you mentioned in Hertz fields and Lamar Jackson, I think Richardson has the smoothest delivery like oh, the yeah. natural delivery. He is such a natural thrower of the football. It comes out quick. Man, I, I really like his prospects. And I think if anything, he could be Jalen Hurts plus if he improves as a passer. I the tape to me, he he struggled, but that Florida team was a struggle. Like that Florida team was gross. Oh, yeah. And they they underutilized players. It was disgusting. I mean, let's look at we'll go to Houston running back. We won't talk about him right now, but I mean, that's prime example of, Hey, you, you misuse a player. Oh yeah. And Kyle, Kyle Pitts, one of the best prospects we've seen, they misused him even. And he was a high prospect. So Anthony Richardson, I do think the ceiling is elite. And right now is probably the cheapest. You could probably get him. And Jalen Hurts was probably the cheapest. You could get him two years ago when all the talk was, is he going to be a good thrower? Is he not? So despite his quarterback 12 ranking, I do think he has the chance to go higher up. Now let's talk about players that could definitely go higher up. Um, Josh Downs, we yes. we talked about he's a very young player. He worked with um, Drake May 
in North Carolina. Sam Howell did great with those two. So he's a quick learner. You hear nothing but great things about him right now. This team, I think, is in need for a true number one. And if, you know, I get he's undersized, but he plays bigger than he actually is. He's yeah, a great... size isn't everything. If you can create separation, we've learned that over the past and couple years. he's a good years. jump ball player. Like, that was yeah. shown in, in sets. He he plays big. Yeah, and his yards after the catcher are, are, are fine. Yeah, he's not a big player, but he'll go up and grab a ball. I mean, he had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons in North Carolina. And guess what? The ace in the Colts receiving room's pocket is Coach Reggie Wayne. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's in the building. He's going to make this rookie Josh Downs catch up much, much quicker. You remember Reggie Wayne wasn't such a big guy either. So uh, I, I, I think uh, I think it's going to work out for the Colts. Hopefully we're, we're sitting here next year talking about them in uh, either the number two spot or right back in the number three spot in the division. All right. Give me a player you are snatching up now that is a sleeper. I mean, a sleeper would be Jelani Woods. I mean, not everybody's on him. Dynasty tight end 27, considerably low. I mean, he could wind up being a nice tight end two, tight end three for your dynasty rosters. If you're in tight end premium, he could have those weeks. 259 pounds, runs a 4-6-140. Like, caught three touchdowns last year, only 25 receptions. That means he could be very, very highly targeted in the red zone. Yeah, so, and they couldn't move the ball down the field to, to save their life. Let's get real. So I think second year implemented into into the franchise with a new head coach that utilized Dallas Goddard um, heavily in his system before A.J. Brown got there. Uh, I think that Jelani Woods could see a slight uptick in production, moving him easily into that mid range tight end two for dynasty. And, And I would I would go out and try to acquire him on the low, like low end third, you know, could probably get Jelani Woods on your team. Me, for me, Jamie and I, same page, it feels, but it is Evan Hall. Uh, there's a lot of people I trust that have have whispered Austin Eckler. He is an Austin Eckler clone. And with Jonathan Taylor on his contract year, them kind of on the, on the fence of what they're going to do with him, him talking about how he wants to get paid and how, you know, he might you know, hold out a little bit. There's there's talks, you know, he, he was talking about how running backs don't get paid and how it's a shame and all that stuff. Uh, a lot of running back talk, but that was Evan the Hall, Derek Brown. That was Dever, Derek Brown's favorite guy uh, in the yes, in the and senior bowl, right? Evan Hole senior bowl. Evan, yeah, Hall, I got him everywhere catch. this season. We all, rem- we all remember him in the <clears throat> combine just running to the touchdown all the time. His athletic profile is nuts. It was through the Bichon, roof. It was Bijan esque. Like it was yes. in some cases better than Bijan. So Evan Hall, where they got him and what he can actually provide as a pass catcher, this offense, I think we're going to see him a lot earlier than expected. So if you can get him right now for a third, even two thirds, I'm doing it all day. I think Hall is such a good snag right now and somebody you actually should go acquire because once he steps on the field in the preseason, because he's going to get a ton of preseason play. Mm hmm. I think I mean, he just stepped into the RB2 spot on this team. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that's that's that should be his. And and remember like we said at the top of this team, Jonathan Taylor contract year. Jonathan Taylor. So yep. anything can happen. And and I mean all you need is a pass catcher. All you need is 50 catches and boom. He's he's something. He's he's a flex play in leagues. 
let's move on to the last team in this division. And before but we do, least, but let's least. talk about the one team that is not last, and that is Manscaped. Ooh. Manscaped is the one thing you need to make your team, your downstairs, better this year and to make things in your personal life better as well. You got tons of products you can use at Manscaped. You got the Lawnmower 4.0. You've got the nose trimmer. And what I use now, the beard trimmer, who has a little gauge on it that turns and puts the blade up if you want a longer style beard or puts the blade down if you want to trim it shorter. I love that thing. It's my well, actually lawnmower used to be my favorite thing in that product. Now it's the beard trimmer because I use that thing like constantly it's so quick it takes me like three minutes to trim my beard when before it's like oh gotta get this it does the job quickly and you can get blade refills no problem every month every three months it's your choice just go to manscaped.com use code dhh and get 20 percent off your purchase it's that simple set yourself up for a subscription and get blades consistently it's awesome you got to try out manscaped once again use code dhh for some money off it's perfect mm-hmm. speaking of things that weren't perfect but their draft was pretty perfect and they finally signed will anderson jr their third overall pick oh this yeah past that week. that that defensive that de- defensive league that we're in is going to be great yeah this year. Uh, the fact it. that they're going to use him as a defensive end will be interesting instead of a linebacker which he played a lot in alabama but defensive end we are thirsty for defensive end idp oh, yeah so let's talk about the Houston Texans, who head coach is the new D'Amico Ryans, who I think is going to do a great job. Bobby Swolick at OC and Matt Burke. No, not that Matt Burke, not the center from Minnesota, <laughs> Matt Burke, uh, as his defensive coordinator. Quarterback, we got CJ Stroud. We get to talk about two rookies, CJ Stroud, Davis Mills, sad, as the backup in case Keenum, who I personally think will be the backup over Davis Mills sooner mm-hmm. than later. Yep. Uh, at running back, you got Damian Pierce, who's that Florida player that was misused. Devin Singletary, free agent from Buffalo. We got Mike Boone, free agent from Denver. And then at wide receiver, the thing everybody's wondering what's going to happen here. Nico Collins, Xavier Hutchinson, the rookie, six-round pick from Iowa State. Amari Rogers, who I was, I'm was, i still kind of a fan of. He showed up late last season. John Mechie the third, who is coming off of leukemia but looks to be healthy. Noah Brown, everybody's favorite receiver in Dallas. That is great blocker. Talking to you, Riley Bymaster. And then we got Robert Woods uh, signed from Tennessee or traded. Tank Dell, the rookie third-round pick who C.J. Stroud wanted. And Steven Sims, who is the sleeper everybody loved from Washington way, way back when. Mm-hmm. And then we will go to the tight ends, which this team... Never really threw to a tight end, but guess what? They signed one in Dalton Schultz, who signed a one-year, $9 million deal. Tegan Quintano? Quintero? Quintoriano. Yes, he's a big-time Italian name. But he he caught a bunch of touchdowns last season. And a big, tall guy, pretty much. And uh, I kind of like him as a dynasty sash, but we won't talk about that. And Jimmy Morrissey, who's a tight end, apparently. Never heard of him. And Practice we squad, probably, Jimmy Morris. We probably won't hear about him. <laughs> so let's talk about Houston. Let's start with the quarterback position. CJ Stroud. Wh- what do you think he's going to do this season? I mean, he 
he personally has the uh, when I watch tape, he has a very good deep ball, and everything you hear at practice is he likes to throw the back shoulder fade. He likes to throw the deep ball. The problem is that's what he's kind of looking at. He's trying to ooh people, ooh and ah people. What what do you think his progression will be like with this Houston offense that is still rebuilding? I mean, you, you take a look at the offensive line and you kind of cringe just a little I bit. I like it personally. They've, uh, they've done like Keon Green, Laramie Tunsil, the best tackle in the game. Well, they, that's right. We didn't talk about Laramie Tunsil. No? Yeah, Shaq, Shaq Mason, who they got from Tampa Bay. Tyce Howard, who looked like a bust and then finally played up to potential last year. Uh, Juice Gruggs, who they uh, drafted this season, will be the starting center. They're... I think their offensive line is going to be better than we think. Well, I mean, if you, if you say that, then I'm on board. I mean, I was on board with CJ Stroud either way. I mean, he's a two-time Heisman finalist. He got picked 102 from Ohio State. He's got, like you said, he has a beautiful long ball. Looks like he just throws it with ease, and it falls right in the basket when needed. The most important part about CJ Stroud is his good decision-making. He knows how to read a defense. All right. Out of the 85, he threw his ratio, 85 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. His last two seasons in college, six interceptions a season. I'm all about that. We don't want, we want to see minimal mistakes and being able to spread the ball around. And I think that's what they are going to do going out and getting Dalton Schultz. You look at that, that um, slot role, that slot receiver role. Um, you, you have Bobby shrubs, you know, it's it's not really Robert Woods anymore. Not Bobby, Bobby Trees, Trees anymore. Yeah, he's like he like he like got into a fight with man the lawnmower four point and so there's no there's no real slot receiver. Yeah, maybe it could be Tank Dell, um, very good John third round Mechie. pick. But John Mechie, man, he is my guy. He's been my guy. He kicked leukemia's ass. Now is poised to be a, a difference maker on the outside for this team. I really think that uh, Mechie makes a difference. He's a definite add for me in in Dynasty. If y'all, if, well, I really have him everywhere, and I'm grabbing him everywhere in best ball right now. And like the last round, I'm just grabbing CJ Stroud in the 16th, and then John Mechie in the 17th or whatever to stack him up. Because I think that the connection does eventually happen. Um, Robert Woods, I think he's more of a, a locker room mentor. 100. percent then an on the field producer most likely will still work from the slot, but you could see him being interchanged out. And Hey, if Stroud influenced tank Dell coming over uh, for the Texans to go out and get him, you can be sure that he's going, he's looking at him in practice in OTAs, and it most likely will translate eventually to some time. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure about Dalton Schultz in this team. I'm just a, a little yeah. afraid. I mean, Brevin Jordan was was feeling kind of nice, and then they all went out and got Schultz. Maybe they just looked for a little bit more depth. Something. Oh, he's a one. It's a one year deal. Yeah. All right. And and his height of heights is ceiling production came in 2021 when he was a tight end three, which is great. But that was also a Kellen Moore led offense. So I don't think we see that kind of offense here. Maybe they'll run some 12 personnel with Schultz and Brevin Jordan, depending on the size matchups when, when it comes to the slot. You know, Tank Dell, pretty small. Robert Woods, not the biggest player. Um, you know, and then they the, have Nico. Nico Nico is like 6'4", the and then everybody's the, the lollipop guy, yeah. guild compared to him. Like, <laughs> yeah. So Xavier Hutchinson, six foot. Like, he's a possession guy. I, like, we're talking about Robert Woods being a locker room guy. Like, John Mechie is the same size as him. 
Tank yeah. Dell, a little smaller, but kind of same type of player. Xavier Hutchinson, who's another guy that's a slot guy that, you know, good route runner, average kind of reminds me of um, what's his name that used to be on the Patriots now, Raiders. Oh my God. Oh, Jacoby Myers. That's who Xavier Hutchinson reminds me of. Uh, but Nico Collins is the guy with immense upside that everybody's going to. But me personally, it's like, go for Mechie, go for the targets because this offense is going to be quick throwing. We all saw it in San Fran. It's get the ball out. Let's uh, get our five yards to 10 yards. Maybe they can break, break a big play and see what happens. Maybe Tank Dell is the, the Debo Samuel in this offense. and Maybe he grows that way. And also, anytime they draft a quarterback and a quarterback gets a pairing, like we saw with Burrow and T. Higgins and uh, players like that. I like a lot. I like them growing with rookies. Uh, I unfortunately did not get a lot of Tank Dell. I wasn't a massive fan. I thought he was just a senior bowl, a senior bowl hype piece that we get every year. But right. we will see. Uh, we will see with that. Uh, but a lot of people that you talk to is that he was uncoverable, matchup proof, and senior bowl. Nobody could guard him. And it seems to have progressed throughout the whole entire offseason. And that's all you hear. Uh, let's go over players that. Oh, well, let's go over I'll, the running backs. We haven't talked about the running backs. And, yeah, sure. Uh, your guy, Damian Pierce, who you mm-hmm. who you love. is I, I loved last year. Yes. So you're saying sell. Uh, I could try to get out of Damian Pierce if I could. If I'm not competing. And he's not on my team. Like, like I mean, sorry, if he's on my team and I'm competing, I'm holding on to him because he can easily be uh, a low end RB two for me, a high end RB three flex play. Um, I don't think the addition of Singletary really should slow down any passing work for Damian Pierce, which you know is a good sign. And he actually has a competent quarterback to throw to him. He's also late signing, so right. I, and then I, the notes yeah. from OTAs is. He's becoming a better pass blocker, which took him off the field in some scenarios last year. Uh, who's the guy? Um, Gumbawale. No, no. Oh, yeah, they have Gumbawale. But they, they also had um, Burkhead. There Burkhead, thank you. I was going to say the Goathead, Rex Burkhead. <laughs> um, so he's going to be in that pass catching role no matter what. I think David Singletary is, is okay for first and second down grinding between the tackles. It's pretty much what he did in Buffalo until later on in the season when he didn't want to give up his job to, to James Cook, which he, he pretty much, you know, they didn't resign him. So that's what that says. And um, I, yeah, like I said, man, Damian Pierce, he's a good player. I'm not going out and acquiring him because it's a new coaching system and that kind of scares me off. So if Damian Pierce is not great at his job this year, like he was last year, it's he's easily, easily replaceable. I think what he was a fourth round pick if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. So, I mean, they can easily go on, move on from him or, or he could wind up losing his job to a, a more high, high, higher caliber draft capital player next yeah. year. He's, he's a fourth round running back. And honestly, in the running back market these days, he can get replaced. I mean, we got guys like Kareem Hunt and, and Delvin Cook and Zeke on the market. And if they didn't have Pierce, they could easily just snag them up for the vet men and play him. And you'd probably get similar production because he, you know, is a running back and has replaceable value, which just sucks because even though you're talented, you're a running back. Now, give me a player you are looking to buy on the cheap right now, a sleeper. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if he's a sleeper. He was there last year. It's Brevin Jordan. 
I mean, his value tanked when Dalton Schultz came in. And we got to remember that Dalton Schultz is only on a one-year deal. So Brevin Jordan, good size, great physicality. We we saw what he could do. I'm not saying he's going to be the best, but I mean, ceiling-wise for Brevin Jordan, we could be looking at like a Mike Gesicki-type arc um, where he's utilized in the pass-catching lanes, like I said, in, you know, covering for those smaller slot receivers. They need something big in the middle. They're going to go to Brevin Jordan. Uh, I think Dalton Schultz is more of a decoy than anything else. Um, yeah, so I'm buying Brevin Jordan right now on the real cheap, cheap. Oh, yeah, he's he's dirt cheap because people yeah. forget about him. And uh, speaking of forgetting, John Mechie is mine. And, oh, well, you know, yeah. you are an early, early second-round pick. They trade up to get him. I know it wasn't this regime, but he is definitely won that locker room over with everything that's happened off the field. But the thing is, is he was a good player. People forget about that in Alabama. People are talking about him as the next Alabama receiver that yeah. is coming out. And uh, he I had 1,100 it, yards his last year at Alabama, and Jamison Williams was there. Yeah, and, and that that's when he got hurt too. That's yeah. the thing. Like he got hurt before Jamison Williams. So for me, Mechie's the buy. I think he's safe. And for me personally, C.J. Stroud is going to love him because he's a he's a good route runner, which all Alabama receivers are. And uh, the thing is, is if he shored up his hands a little bit from college, because we haven't seen him since then, and is fully healthy from the leukemia, which all reports are, he is back. He is, you know, about 80%. And uh, we'll have the training camp to get back up to speed. So, yeah, Mechie, people are scared because they saw I'm the leukemia thing. And you could probably get him for a third or a second. And if you're a late second, I am all for that because that draft capital, despite it being a different regime, is still there. And you got to like it because he's a he's a good player. All right, James, we did it. Yeah, AFC South, all over. We did it without Doug. We don't need Doug. Well, no, we, not really. We I mean, he, he takes so many vacations every year anyway. I don't even That's know when true. he's gone or when he's here. I don't even know what vacation he's doing now. I know maybe he's last time I, I heard he was hiking the Alps. Yep. Hiking the Alps. He's probably just spending time in his pool. I think he travels with his pool because he just can't leave that pool alone. Maybe. Yeah. That's the thing. All right, everybody. Doug will be back next week. We are, we're pretty sure. And uh, we're getting into that Scott, Scott fishbowl season. So everything's exciting. Uh, Go get your merch. It doesn't matter where you get your Scott fishbowl merch. It all goes towards a good cause. And also you can get dynasty happy hour merch. I got my dynasty happy hour shirt on. Right now, you can go to viridianglobal.com and get your shirt. Uh, James, you got anything you want to end on? No, I think that's that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I think yeah, we did. And, it. We're good. Yep. And don't forget to go to dynastynerds.com and check out their subscriptions. Use code DHH for 15% off. Their app is amazing. I was telling Rich and uh, their programmer just it's flawless. Their app is going to be used by me so much just because it's quick. It's easy. It's clean. It is the dynasty GM on an app. What better? I, I love the thing. I'm on it every single day when I'm sitting on the toilet, just do my thing. I go on the app, just check it out. It's easy to refresh, take seconds. So go check it out, man. It's over. We're done. We're going to go to the NFC South next week for sure. When Doug's here, we're going to talk about my team. And the destruction Bijan will do. <laughs> I'm excited for that. I'm always excited for that episode. So we will catch you next week on the Dynasty Happy Hour. Later. Later.